What's going on, everybody? Welcome, 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 welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 94. And we got a special guest in the building right now. I'm hyped. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. See, see, now you, see, 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 you just made me think about something. My sound effects not even up right now. Uh oh. We, first of all, let me, let me do this one more time. Let me rewind, rewind. Welcome again to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 94. And we got a special guest in the building. Drop a clues bomb for that ass because I'm excited. First of all, wow. My clues bomb won't even up. Let's try that again. There we go. <laughs> we have a special, special guest in the building. Um, personal friend of mine. I love her so, 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 so much. Um, I call her like the Beyonce of Grand Rapids. Um, her husband is the Jay-Z of Grand Rapids. Um, if you if you don't know who she is, she is Miss JoJo White of In This Thing. What's going on, JoJo? What's Everybody. What's happening? Welcome to the Opinionated <laughs> Brother Podcast. Girl. I'm so happy to be here. Listen, <laughs> I'm excited for you to be here. If you don't understand, listen. Jo- okay, before we before we even get into the show, mm-hmm. JoJo, mm-hmm. how I do my guests every time they come on, I let y'all gas yourself. All right, all right. You tell you be a little unhumble. Uh huh. You tell the people at home what you do, okay. how you do it. Who you are, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Why I call you the Beyonce of Grand Rapids for a reason, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? No, no, I, I, say, no, oh, no, no, I ain't see, got a fan club. Well, I do got a little fan club. See, that's what I'm saying. You got you know, a cult out here. See why they be calling JoJo's House of Beauty, thinking I'm JoJo Cy. They're like JoJo, we want to come by your House of Beauty. I'm just saying, <laughs> JoJo has a cult out here, and she thinks she's playing. Like seriously, shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not playing. So, JoJo, go ahead and let people know at home who you yes. are, what you do, okay. who you are at Grand Rapids, and just... just. Well, okay. Let's start from the beginning. Yes. I'm Josephine White. Yes. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Woo, woo, three, one. Seven mile. Ah. 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 Tech High School. Okay. Wildlands Academy. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, okay. originated, you know, on the west side of Detroit. And All right. West side. I was on the lodge with it. You know, I oh, see, you was, you was, oh, uh, you was one <laughs> yeah, of them. We was doing. Was you a Detroit hood rat? You wasn't a rat. I though. wasn't a rat though. Okay. Like I was, I had tendencies. You know, we all got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we all got rats. Temptations. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, I wasn't a rat. You know, um, no, but grew up on the west side of Detroit and yeah. went to Western. So that's what brought me to the west side of the Turn state. Up. Graduated from there. Shout out to Western. Yeah, go Broncos. Hey. Uh, did that in four years. Played Come on Delta now. Sigma Theta. Yes. Ooh. And, Shout out to uh, all my beautiful deltas in the building. Yes, and I always love doing hair. Thing. So my love for hair came from being from Detroit. And mm-hmm. um, I used to go to the salons and I would sit mm-hmm. there for hours. And I'm like, I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I used to do was like ponytail swoops. You know, I could press your hair out real smooth and do your nice little ponytail. Period. You know, twisties and all that. And then when I went to college, I just did hair on campus. I noticed a girl on mm-hmm. campus that did hair. Um, loved it. Graduated college. Worked corporate America for about a year. And I missed doing hair. So I left my job and went to hair school. Wow. Yeah. It was it was hard. You know, it still is hard. Yeah. Um, but I'm thankful for um, my business. I graduated, you know, from Western, went to hair school a year mm. after that. Um, now, that's a big transition. Yeah. Like, let's pause on that real quick. Okay. Like, 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 let's pause on that. You went... To Western, got your degree. What was your degree in? Human Resources Management with a minor in business. Wow. And then went to hair school mm-hmm. and then got your cosmetology license. Yep. And now, wow, with a whole 
yeah. dope ass shop here in Grand Rapids, which is very well known, might I add. Okay. <laughs> um, JoJo's House of Beauty, am I not correct? Yes, you are correct. And I, I just, I just, I just, I just marvel in the transition mm-hmm. because that's a big transition. Human resources yeah. to hair, like where, what, where in that middle part was like, okay, this ain't working for me. Yeah, I gotta go. Well. I knew, cor- okay, so I know corporate America. Like, right. I get it. I, I saw it in college because I worked at Kellogg um, oh, as, a, um, okay. yeah, as an intern. I was there. And I, I saw the politics mm-hmm. that came with it and mm-hmm. the games you had to play. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'm not that chick. Like, I like to be who I am all the time. So, um, <laughs> we just have to get over. <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah. not strategic when it comes to that. I'm not, yeah. not going to throw you under the bus, I'm not going to yep. shade you. Yep. Um, you know, I just want to come to work and do my job. And then the people were confused because I would come with a weave one day, an afro the next day, you know. Oh, you know. Being a betrayed, I just changed my hair. I don't even think about it. Like, who are the people going you know, to you know, You know people in the <laughs> corporate America. Yeah. You know white folks be like, oh my God, can I touch it? Can it? Right. Where did you get it? <laughs> and this was before the recession. So this was like, you know, right on the cusp of the recession. So right. it was just different. Now, you know, women are wearing their hair natural. Right, and right. You know, you can walk with corporate America. Right, like, 10 years ago, they was like, Right. Can you can you just wear one style? Right. Do one <laughs> like, style I'm only, just, please. Thank you. He was like, did you do your hair this morning? Like, what? Oh, like, they didn't say that to you? Yes, they did. No. So I wear Afro, they're like, so did you do your hair? I'm like, okay, woman, don't make me slap you. <laughs> but you know, it was one of those things like, <clears throat> I knew that it wasn't for me. I would yeah. sit at my desk and cry. And I just asked Dime, when I, even when I was working at Target, I was ETL at Target when I graduated from college, mm-hmm. and I was like, Lord, if you give me the opportunity to do this, first give me the faith to do it. Because, you know, it takes a lot of faith to leave a job that's secure. You yes. know, you graduated from college, making yes. 45K, people yes. think you balling. Yes. Um, really, I was making like $10 an hour because yes. I was salary. Yes. <laughs> and I was working like 60 hours. I'm like, no, I wasn't. Like, no, I'm not at all. for not 14 enough. hours. Yep. So, you know, and I said, first, give me the faith to do it. And second, just give me the provision because I knew Ooh. that. Not ha- not having money and going to hair school is not going to be easy because it's a full-time job if you decide to do it full-time in a year. And if you decide to do it part-time, it's two years. Yeah, two years, right. And I'm like, I'm not taking two years. Right, absolutely. License. So I did it. And people thought I was crazy. My mom was like, you need to get a real job. You know, you got a degree. Like my auntie, like, Taking that good old entrepreneurship, bro. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Everybody, <laughs> everybody think you're crazy in that first year. I got that. Yeah. Oh, and, Lord. And you are a little crazy. Cause it's Absolutely. Because it's nutty. Right. You're broke. Yes, literally. I went through, oh, my God, you're broke. And then yes. you look at yourself like, did I make the right decision? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and now, JoJo, you, like you said, like, it took you that year, and then once you graduated, it was just sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. sky's the limit. First of all, JoJo has her own hair care products, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this is how... I don't even remember how I met JoJo. I knew it was a couple years back, mm-hmm. but I don't remember how we initially, like... Just met. I pro- it probably was through John. Yep. I think right? It's always probably through John. Yeah. But I think just meeting you outside of John and meeting you just mm-hmm. outside of that and just seeing your entrepreneur. This, when I say this, this woman is a boss, <laughs> she's a boss. Like, here's the thing. I knew, I, I, I look up people in, in Grand Rapids who are very unconventional in, in the way they do their business and in, in the way they handle their entrepreneurship. You are one of those. And how I really, really 
Really? <laughs> really just like, what captivated me so much about you was we there was a spring GR graduation and event. I talked about this on my last, uh, on, on a couple episodes back, a couple months, uh, about going to a spring GR event and seeing a lot of dope people that I know graduate and present these dope-ass ideas, not even ideas, companies, mm-hmm. right? And and getting the startup money and these the startup funds. And JoJo was one of them. Now, for me, as a young entrepreneur looking at JoJo, like I'm like, wait a minute. You you taking the class? Mm-hmm. When to me, you are the class? <laughs> I'm like, that takes a certain level of humbleness. Oh. And just sitting there, just I just had to sit back like, because I always ask, who is teaching the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Who is, when you get to a certain level, who is still teaching you? Right. And for me, I was like, who's still teaching people like JoJo? Who's mm-hmm. still teaching these growing entrepreneurs out here? Um, and that was it. And I was like, she's not afraid to learn or even relearn right. and learn again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, she's dope. She's dope. She's do- not just on like a, a hair care level because we know you're dope there, but on an entrepreneurship level. Aww. It was just dope to see. And I said, oh, yeah, I need her on the pod. I said, I don't know how, Lord. We going to get this together. <laughs> but she need to come. And literally, me and JoJo ran into each other. Mm-hmm. A nice little get together. You know what I'm saying? We got a little lit. A little unconventional get together. We got a little lit. And JoJo was, and I was like, um, we we was talking, and I said, yeah, I was talking. I said something about my podcast. She was like, you got a podcast? I said, yes. <laughs> she was like, I want to be on the podcast. And I was like, you can come on the podcast. She was like, no, I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> she made a whole Snapchat video about, I want to be on the podcast. She put a video on me. I was like, you can come on the podcast. I was like. You can come on the podcast, JoJo. There is no problem with that. I said because I don't have a lot of people that are that excited to come on and then just come on, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, hell yeah, because I want to pick your brain, yeah. right? And JoJo is very <laughs> immersed in the culture. You understand what I'm saying? She's, she she know what she be she she be looking at stuff, okay? So one, I just wanted to give you time to gas yourself. Thank and you. let the people know uh-huh. who you are. And let the people around Grand Rapids know who you are if they don't know already. Right. So there's a couple things I want to let you tie together. So Come John, John White is my husband. Yes, yes, yes. So just Jonathan. So that's how we met. Because John, well, his name is John. Jonathan. <laughs> no. So John's from the south side of Chicago. Yes, that's he my is. Lady. Yes, he is. Shout out to Chicago. And we actually met in Grand Rapids. So Grand Rapids has a special place in our heart because we met at the bar. We met at the club. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's a whole other conversation. We like to dance and turn up, but uh, we love the Lord, too. (laughs) Listen, I love the Lord, but I'm a sailor. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. But we just don't, we don't love the Bible here. Okay. Right. Get it. Yeah, they they change a lot. Absolutely. Um, So we don't go there either. Yeah, no. That's neither, that's Right, that's neither here nor there. Okay. But anyway, so um, my business is JoJo's House of Beauty, and I worked at the salon um, for five years. So it's actually Heresy Salon that I worked at for five years, and I bought that salon. And it's located on 44th Street. Period. So we celebrated five years this year of business. Um, And we're, you know, I love what I do. I love my business. It's definitely a lot of work. It's Mm -hmm. not easy. You have to do a lot of things. You're... You know, sanitation, your uh, marketing, your PR, your HR. Um, If people don't see that part of it, they just see like what you have and the things that you 
um, produce, but literally people know. Like I used to drive this Grand Prix with long lights used to fly out. Come on, <laughs> come on! Back and Humble forth. beginnings, okay? <laughs> Detroit and Kalamazoo doing hair, and I did hair here, you know. So it was like, you know, people see you driving a Land Rover now, they're like, oh, so she got this money now. I'm like, girl. Oh no, them just your haters that right. from back in the day <laughs> that grew into bigger haters. Yeah, that's all that is. It's one of those things, like, um, you know, business is most definitely a faith move, and it's not easy. Yes, but. Um, I'm thankful for God's provision all these years. Like, even JoJo's Harrison. So, the hair products, follow us on Instagram, um, buy some on JoJo's House Beauty. We'll have our contacts in yes. the description and everything. Um, but this product came because there was a love for women. I noticed the women who were losing their hair. 40% yeah. of women struggle with hair loss. So, the reason that this product came is because I had a sorority no, sister. I'm not, I'm, and men, men struggle with hair loss check, too. Check my hair in the mirror, like, wait a minute, you know. Yeah, so this oil is for everybody. No, she she had it really ready because at Spring Gr they have vendors ready. And I said, come on, JoJo. Yes. <laughs> so yep, um, and JoJo's House of Beauty <coughs> is my second. Well, my first business, JoJo's Hair is my second business, and you know we sell hair, so I have a few streams of income. Wait, you selling hair too? Yeah, at the salon. You oh, have never. You have to come to the salon. See, I've never been to the salon because y'all listen. Mm-hmm. As a as a as a as a as a child who grew up with a single mother, the mm-hmm. salon is definitely forbidden for me. Okay. Um, I've been to too many salons. <laughs> sat there for too damn long. I'm just I'm just over. I love the salon and what y'all do, but I'm just over sitting there yeah. for four hours. No, we don't do that at JoJo's house. And see, that's the and see. <laughs> I know. I and see. I would. I don't want to even put that in the air. But I'm just like. I, mm, I did, you know you knew back in the day when your mama went to go get uh, they used to talking yeah. and you know I get to sit there you sit there as long as you go to church you yeah. know what I'm saying I'd be like okay mama come on you just mm-hmm. getting a press and curl let's come right. on come on press and curl it and let's go right no. and I think the cool thing about <coughs> whatever you do you can make it to there's a niche and there's a need for that absolutely you know, um, my my clients are professional women. My target market work, target market was mm-hmm. professional is professional women right. and women who don't have time to sit in the salon. Because yeah. I'm a professional woman too, and I'm not gonna be in the salon when they're doing your hair Absolutely. as well. So it's one of those things like I saw the need for. Yeah. I saw the need for. Um, you have interracial adoption, so you have white women who adopt black children. Um, you have biracial children. So I found a niche for that too. So our salon we gonna get into that. Yeah, we later in the show. Ooh. a little bit of everybody. And that's what I mean. Like there, to me, it's no competition in this industry because everybody can get a little something. It's Period. For all of us, it is. So I don't feel competition. There's no need for me to have it because at the end of the day, my target market might not be your target market. Come on now. And my my clients that I have, you know, and and they might not be your clients. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you make your business what you want it to be. Absolutely. And I made my business what I think is best for. Me and my Ooh, come on, and it's worked for us. Listen, we are gonna get into all of that <laughs> in the second half of the show because I'm gonna pick JoJo's brain, okay? Because okay? in the second half of the show, I want to literally ask you where, where, how you got your business started, of course, mm-hmm. like where you see your business going, and then how has the shift in Grand Rapids culture mm-hmm. changed or maybe not changed your business in a way? So we'll okay. get all into that in the second half because. Listen, but y'all know we got a good show for y'all today. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We, you know, it's a lot of shit that's been happening all up in the <laughs> in the news. Of course, um, we gonna we gonna we gonna 
we're going to talk about Muskegon, of course. We're going to talk about um, companies supporting Trump, even some locally here in Grand Rapids. Uh, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein, if that's if that's if I said his name right. Um, my MVP of the week, my MVPs of the week are, I want to salute the 600 black men that came out um, in Texas to a um, uh, breakfast with dads event for, for um, young African-American kids, young black kids. Um, I believe that there weren't enough dads at first. Um, there were more kids than there were dads and, you know, they sent out. I believe the school sent out um, just volunteer information in the email, like, hey, we need volunteers. We need our black men to step up. And 600, 600 black men plus came out for these babies, these young black men. And, I, man, that, that, that right there warmed my heart. Like, I just, I love to see black men doing, doing great things because we're always getting shot. We're always gang banging and shit. We always doing the stereotypical bullshit. And sometimes I just love to highlight us when we're in just we're in our mode because no, a lot of us are not like that. Right. Okay. And I'm not saying what my my kin on the other side, you know, the gang bangers and the hoodlums and shit. I love y'all too. But at the same time, that's all we see to your point. Like that's all we see. So I want to just give a shout out and and an MVP to those 600 men in those schools that really just nurtured and came into those those um those black uh those black young men that was that was really really dope and then our biggest loser of the week this week is mr conor mcgregor so um if you don't know conor mcgregor conor mcgregor is a ufc fighter a former ufc fighter the white boy the irish boy Mm -hmm. from the ufc um and i guess he has a new liquor scottish liquor he is he's from ireland Mm -hmm. right so you know you know, he has a new liquor out, and he was caught in a video, you know, giving some shots away to some people at the pub, you know what I'm saying? And there was one, there's one dude who literally, he kind of put the shot glass near the dude, and the dude said no, and put the shot glass back up top on the bar. Well, I guess Connor didn't like that, he snuffed the dude. Mm-hmm. The dude was old. He was about at like 70. Wow. Yeah. So Connor's now facing charges, you know, allegedly facing charges and everything. Um, Connor, this is what I'm going to give you for the day because you're just horrible. Um, you, because I don't listen. When somebody says no to you, do you do you take everybody's drink? No. When you go to the club? No. Like if I had a drink, if I say, yeah, I got some like, you know, some two one nine four out here. You know what I'm saying? That's my birthday, but like, <laughs> you know, you got, I want to feel serious. Yes, absolutely. February sixth. Oh, time. <laughs> see, we gonna have to we gonna have to celebrate next year or something. Yep. We gonna have to do something. Um, but literally, I, I'm not gonna force JoJo or Cordell or none of my friends or right. people that I know if they don't want to take my drink, they don't have to take my drink. Now, the fact that you sit here and you got mad and you snuff, dude. That is kind of where I'm just like, now it's kind of McGregor, because I thought like, you know, he was just doing things for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. right? He's he's a great marketing whiz, and, you know, in the fighting scene, he's a great marketing whiz, but you, you got to kind of understand where the line is getting drawn, yeah. and no, nobody wants to drink your bitter-ass alcohol, <laughs> right? you know? Nobody wants to sit here and 
and drink that. Like, I'm not I'm not about to sit here and force a drink down your throat, but I'm also not about to sit here and let you hit me in the face because I'm not about to drink your liquor. Exactly. So, um, Connor, again, you get a boo for the day, uh, for the week. Um, I just think you just, you just, it's just not right. So let's get into the show, right? Let's get into the show. So let's start off. I'm going to just start it off. This Jay-Z mess. Um, Jojo, have you heard in the, in, the, in the news about all this Jay-Z mess? I have. Um, let me get your initial reaction, first of all. Um, so Jay-Z, you know, he signed his deal with the NFL mm-hmm. um, to, he- uh, to, to be like a head of entertainment for the Super Bowl and to advocate for social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was announced on the three-year anniversary of the first time Colin started kneeling mm-hmm. or started his protest. So it, it's been a lot of, <laughs> it's been a lot of, um, I want to say social media hate and maybe not just social media hate, mm-hmm. a lot of constructive criticism mm-hmm. by um, us, yeah. our, his peers, and then just the general public in general. Um, let me get your reactions to what what do you think is going on right now? What what does this look like to you as a, as a, as a personally and business wise? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think business wise, from the outside looking in, I'm thinking, okay, Jay Z, a billionaire, right? So he has the funds to purchase part of because the goal is him like purchase an, an, an right. Well, TMZ reported that he was going to um, allegedly. Um, on a team or uh, take part in the Car- uh, was it the Panthers? I believe the Carolina Panthers. Right. So, right. So when I saw it, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. The a couple of things came to mind. I mean, that was like, okay, he's a billionaire. He has the funds to probably do it. Mm-hmm. But then a part of me was also like, okay, you stood behind Colin Kaepernick, who the NFL pretty much blackballed, who is not playing football at this moment. Right who Nike has basically paid his salary for right. him. Right. And um, I kind of feel like it's almost a slap in the face, but also I don't understand his move. Right. So I'm thinking if you're going to do something like this, I would have my PR get ahead of it. Yeah. So that way you can control the outcome. You can control what people are saying yeah. or at least control the narrative. The narrative. Like, exactly. Um, in anything that you do, right. business owner, you have to think about how will this affect my, overall brand right but when you got that much money you don't have to really care what people think either facts so i did read an article i saw the headline of an article where the his girlfriend colin kaepernick girlfriend mm-hmm. had basically said that yeah she spoke out um she i don't want to say she went on a twitter rant because that's mm-hmm. not what it really was i think and twitter has become like the new the new medium for everybody mm-hmm. to express their feelings for real for real. i mean like Express it, express it. Like if that's where you want to see the truth, the expression. Yeah. That's where that's where you tweet. You yeah. tweet out your, your shit. You on oh. Facebook no more. Right. Uh <laughs> but um she went on Twitter and expressed that basically that conversation that Jay Z said that they had mm-hmm. didn't happen. Mm. Um basically saying that this move just looked very suspicious. Mm-hmm. And that pro- and, and and Colin even tweeted, you know, on the three-year anniversary of, of this day that I started kneeling, you know, we're going to continue to, basically, we're going to continue to keep pushing the, the movement. Yeah. Um, he's And, and in the, the tweet that he said, he was 
a little disappointed. Yeah. You know? Um, and when you have, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have Colin and his wife tweeting that stuff, you know, yeah. Jay, you know, it's yeah. like you're taking a risky move here. This is a big risk. I, I do believe in big risk, big reward. Yeah. Or high risk, high reward. I believe in that. However, do we know that y'all communicated for real? Right. Was the communication accurate? And then I think what what a what a big thing about it was, bless you. Thank you. <coughs> what a big thing about it was, I think his message was messy. Mm-hmm. Um when you say we have to move past kneeling, mm-hmm. a lot of people in our community would take that as you saying we have to move past something like slavery. Right. Or right? crops killing black. Or crops exactly. Anything that is suppressing the black community, mm-hmm. anything that oppresses mm-hmm. the black community and disrespects us in any type of way, that's what it sounded like you were saying. And when Roger Goodell was sitting there just laughing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, acting like this was, you know, ha ha, you're right, but let me let me keep a straight face. Right. To your point, you have to kind of get ahead of this, mm-hmm. right? You have... First of all, you have selected media sources in there. So you have Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club in there. You have Angie Martinez in there. You have various well-known local um, and non-local media sources there in the New York area at Rock Nation's um, office. And y'all are having this conversation with this man here. And, you know, they're asking you hard questions. And it's like... As much as he tried to answer the questions, it felt like he was just tiptoeing over the answers. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, to me right now, I just feel, I don't know where Jay-Z is going. I don't agree with the move mm-hmm. um, because I just literally came from a, a football game, my first football game, actually, um, at Fort Field last week at a preseason game. Mm-hmm. And I said, so you, you're going to be head of entertainment, specifically for the Super Bowl, but you're going to be head of entertainment. I said, do you not know the football, football, the stadiums in, in most places play black music? Yeah. I just heard Lil Nas X and Shug. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just heard Lil Nas, the baby and all of them. Like, right. what you mean? Like, so why are you really here? And I get it. You're a capitalistic man. That's 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 been you since the 90s. Yeah. That's been your mindset since the 90s. So it's like, I, I, I don't, I'm not surprised by what you did. I think I'm more disappointed by what you did especially just to your point like you wore the shirt you went on saturday night live you you were supporting my man you didn't even bring them on right and then what gets me i also think about okay well a lot of people say well colin hasn't spoken out in three years really he hasn't talked about it and there is something to be to be said when you make when you do a protest you have to kind of speak on it with the media Right, you have to kind of go into the media realm and speak on, it. especially now in our culture. Like media controls everything for real, and I'm like, you have to kind of speak on it. And he hasn't. And to to Collins, probably defense, he's not that he's not the media type of a dude. Right, he's not that media guy. But at the same time, you have an obligation. Mm-hmm. If you're going to protest, you kind of have to speak to us as well. Um, but that goes into his whole lawsuit thing. Right. His whole lawsuit with the NFL. And 
Are you silenced by the NFL? Can you say anything by the NFL? You are about to take the NFL to the Supreme Court right. and show justice. Like, that's what I, I wanted. I wanted you to take these motherfuckers to the courthouse mm-hmm. and and show me, like, yo, they fucked me over. They blackballed me. Get them. But you already know the NFL is in so many pockets. Right. So it's like, you're not about to. Come on now. Judges are probably you know, former NFL players, lawyers, and what, like, former NFL players and shit who probably invest in, or investment uh, people who invest in the NFL, like, we we don't know. That's just because the NFL is that much powerful, but I just feel as though this is a high-risk, maybe high-reward thing. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm still confused by it. Mm Um. I think entertainment-wise, Jay Z does a lot for people, which is great. When we, when we I, I, I just don't. I think you just need to stay in your lane. Social justice may not be your lane. Yeah. It was probably never your lane. Like support, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You taking a step for social justice? Nah, Jay Z. Nah, that's not mm-hmm. even you. Okay. I mean, he could. The thing about it, when you got that much money, you could put your money wherever you want to put it. That's facts. And I think. If he doesn't want to be labeled that, he should be like, listen, don't label me as that. Like, I'm Jay-Z. I'm an opportunist. I'm going to do what I got to do. <laughs> like, I love my people, facts. but I also love money. Like, that is fact. And I'm trying to secure this bag. He is trying to secure the bag. For generations on generations. Which you I right. I, and business-wise, I think it's I think it's a great move because mm-hmm. we have to enact change. We can, I, I understand him when he says, we cannot just keep protesting protesting we need people in those and spaces that, yeah, yes we need black cops we need um you know black lawyers we need black judges we need black uh people in the prisons right you know like we need to be everywhere so that we can make a change yes. and we have to be at the top like we can't yes. be at the bottom yes like we do we, have to be there. change comes from the top yeah so if jay-z can do that and even though we don't understand it right now yeah um and i also think I I did that like when you said that Colin Kaepernick was silenced. I'm like, yeah, he has been quiet for three years. Yeah. There, there could be a reason for that, like you said. And that's why, I, yeah. There's probably where he can't talk in this moment. Right, and that's why I said probably yeah. that law that 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 agreement yeah. or lawsuit or that that deal that he did with the NFL that's probably keeping him from. You know, a lot of people forget about that. I'm like, also he did do it. Yeah, time. yeah. He they 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 paid him for back pay. Oh, wow. you know, but he's still blackballed. Right. You know, he's, he's still not working. Mm. So I take all of that into effect. Like, okay, maybe maybe there's things that we're not knowing because we're from the outside. We're the little people looking up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, maybe y'all have had a conversation. Mm-hmm. But, but from Twitter, it don't... Eh, when your wife... When the wife of the man right. is saying, like, <laughs> you ain't called shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I try to believe the wife before I believe the husband. So exactly. I just be like, ooh. <laughs> don't you, make us mad. Oh, no, legit. <laughs> don't... Listen, I'm serious. Right. Um, but... You know, all love and respect to Jay Z. There's, there's all love over here, but um, I'm confused. We will, we will be on this story as it develops and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Do you watch Dear White People? I, I was just watching it earlier. Ah, how you like the new season? I'm liking it. Do you? Yeah. I've, I've gotten some mixed reviews from people. Negative reviews. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't lie. Absolutely negative. I don't sleep on it sometimes. Um, <laughs> listen, Dear White People over the last two seasons have been great. Yeah. I've loved it. And I think the last season, um, before this one that just came out, the, the last episode, I had to watch the last episode and how much it built me up to mm-hmm. season three, right? And this may come off as shade, but this is not shade, okay? But just take it how y'all want to take it. 
The same excitement I had for Dear White People is the same excitement I had for uh, the Caribbean Summer Jam this year. Aww. Right? Shout out to Angela. Shout out to Angie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And the same disappointment I had for the Caribbean Summer Jam when when it happened Mm -hmm. is the same disappointment I had with Dear White People when I seen it. What, you were disappointed? Oh, for the Caribbean Summer Jam? Absolutely. I I gave it a review. Oh, 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 yeah. She said, I I definitely reviewed it on the podcast. Listen, I said, I went last year. Mm -hmm. It was fire Uh last year. The way they did it this year Mm -hmm. was not, and I hyped it up. Mm-hmm. Don't have me sitting up here marketing this thing, mm-hmm. right? To my to my people's like, come on out, you know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. doing this off the love, off the free ball and ball, okay? You know, and I'm like, y'all come out because it was fire. I'm like, yeah. bro, it was fire. The drinks was fire. Everything was fire. Twerking was on point. Okay, but what was different from this year to last year is that she didn't have celebrities. No, that, that was and not, the way that, they had the VIP we, set up. You want to do that? Nope, we're not doing that because that's not right? <laughs> We're gonna do that. No, nope, because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it one hundred. We're gonna keep it one hundred. Okay. Okay. You right. The difference was it didn't have celebrities. I didn't care for Erica Men and all of them last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't even give a damn. Mm-hmm. I was. What got <laughs> me was that the VIP area was stretched out. Yeah. Too damn far. And we couldn't even get our dance on. Mm-hmm. It was hard for everybody to really like, <laughs> like, disperse and dance in their own little way. Because we were just, and I said, Angie, come on, baby. Yeah, and that wasn't her fault. You I, know? That yeah. was the, the venue's fault. Well, see, that's why we don't fuck with 21 Monroe Live. No, we got to find it. We got to get our own venue. I be. That's, the, that's the reality what it is. It's this Listen. building on 28th and East that I'm like, I want it. <laughs> Listen, I think you could get it. Honestly. But no, shout out to Angie. I love the event. Yeah. It was just the way it was set up. It just killed yeah. my whole mood that whole yeah, night. Was, I was like... Yeah, and she knows that for next time. I was sure. like, no. But oh, yeah, she knows. I, I, I let it be known. <laughs> we know you feel... <laughs> yeah, all my nerve. Okay. So, Dear White People was not that great. Okay. Um, I think the biggest star of this season... I, it was it was okay. Mm-hmm. Right? But it... it uh, the last episode, which I, I don't even want to tell you, mm-hmm. but it was like they they talk about the order, the order. right? Right? The order, um, uh, the order is like that that black faction mm-hmm. that uh, for for the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Sam and Lionel meet up with old dude, you know, and they see all these people on, all, uh, who are in this faction of the order. It's like a black Illuminati, basically. Okay. And uh, it's like, they ain't even show the pictures. It was just a lot of misstep this season. I was just upset. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, this is a, I was, I was intrigued because I love dear white people. But this is, I'm, I'm probably going to call this, and I hate to call it. I hate to call it. They're getting canceled after this season. You think so? Oh, absolutely. This was not a, this was not, this was not a season to stay on the pod. Oh, I mean, stay on the pod. Stay on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that season. It was not that season. Like, season one and see Season two probably barely got a season three. Mm-hmm. Right? Season one was dope. Season two probably barely got one. Got the season three renewal. But season three, I don't think it's going to get renewed for season four. Okay. I think just because there isn't a real buildup um, 
the last episode showed like, you know, Lionel and Sam and um, the Dean's son, you know, ready to talk about the order. And it's just like, if y'all do get renewed for season four, it it, it has to be. Y'all got to encap me, man. Encap mm-hmm. me. Like, y'all have. So what you want to see? I just, I just want the characters to be more alive. You mm-hmm. know, like they, like Lionel, this was Lionel's season. Mm-hmm. Lionel came out. Like, I mean, he was already out, right? <laughs> out the closet and all that right. shit. But my man was out here writing books, being freaky dicky, nasty and shit. <laughs> I said my man's. And everybody reading his book, like, you know, even the pastor of the, of the, <laughs> of the Bible study, he reading the books, he's sneaking the books out. So I'm like, I think Lionel really came into his character. I think because Netflix is so real with their shows, um, I more so got a real, a real deep vibe with it. So mm-hmm. I understood why they did what they did because uh, the transition of each year and of each season, you know, you got to go into the story. But since if y'all come for a season four, I need a little bit more from Troy. I need a little bit more from Gabe. Who is Sam's boyfriend? Because he he was doing some wild, reckless shit. Okay, not reckless, but he was just doing some wild shit like Gabe does. And um, yeah, dear, I, I think I would give dear white people like a five point five six out okay. of ten. Out of ten. Yeah, yeah. That's a D. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> the on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that great either. Do better. Yeah, do better. Um, Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. Um. This whole thing with Jeffrey Epstein. So I don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is. We're not going to spend too much time on him. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, he was found dead in his prison. Um, I guess this uh, allegedly, or not even allegedly. I don't even want to go there. But this man was a uh, alleged pedophile, mm-hmm. raping, um, touching women inappropriately, mm-hmm. um, little girls. I think to older women, I think it didn't matter for him. Um, but he was found in his cell dead. Wow. Um, and he was supposed to be on suicide watch. The guards were supposed to watch it. I guess they didn't do their job too good. Um, he was found dead. What was said was that the guards... <laughs> what? What did they say? They fell asleep. Well, <laughs> it happened in the Bible. <laughs> Listen. Oh, ain't nothing to do with I'm not about to play with you. I'm not. Next. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. No, legit. Because you know what? It's just like, it's just like, wow. You know, like, oh. Okay. Yeah, Je- <laughs> rest in peace, brother. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just rest in peace. Um, so, did you hear about this Muskegon, this Muskegon man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, look at him. Forgot, forgot. Oh, my God. Right oh. <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. this man, he's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, he lived in Detroit with his Hispanic wife. And um, if y'all didn't read this story already in Grand Rapids, y'all need to get up on it. Um, this man went to Muskegon, went back home to Muskegon to go find him a house with his wife. With his wife and his child. Ski town. Okay, he wanted to go to the ski town. Shout out to Muskegon. <laughs> and he goes in his house and his realtor, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
realtor don't know this house either. You know, she's from Detroit. They're they're living in Detroit. He wants to come back to Muskegon because he wants to live back home. Cool. No problem. Right. Go up into the house. They said they go into the garage first. They see all the Confederate flags and all of this KKK mess. Oh, man. That's strike one and two for me. That's right. just for me. That's right? That's enough for me. We walking out the door. But, you know, we got to check out the whole house. Right. Like, check out the house. It might have character. Right. It might have substance. You know, that's just the garage. Maybe they just put the stuff in the garage so y'all wouldn't see all the other stuff. No, that didn't happen because when they went up into the bedroom, Hmm. um, there was a plaque. (laughs) A whole whole KKK application. (laughs) Listen, he wanted to make a sheet out of that. Okay. Okay. A whole quilt. Mm-mm. Listen, there was a KKK application on his wall with the with the homeowner's police um, uniform in his closet and everything. And come to find out that this police officer who owns this home, mm-hmm. it was under investigation for killing an unarmed black man uh, in Muskegon, right. I believe a couple years ago. Um, and... Because of the black um, the black man going and checking out his home and leaving, he literally he literally said he had to take his kids out of the house. He was like, "No, let's go. Right. We're not we're not doing this." And his realtor was crying and everything. And I had a conversation with one of my OGs about this because she she tagged me and everything. And I said, "Here's the thing. Let me get on the realtor first, right?" Um. Now, I know you were probably crying because you probably didn't know. Mm-hmm. But as a realtor, you have to, you got to know these things. Mm-hmm. And from what was said and told through MLive, fuck MLive too. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Because the fact that they were going back and forth with people about and trying to justify mm-hmm. why all that shit was up. First of all, this is this is a house up for sale. Right. You need to make it a pick. He didn't want nobody in that house. No. But you the one that put the house up. Yeah, I had a lot of questions. I did that. How you? Do- okay. So the realtor said that she didn't know. Here's the thing. You're a realtor, right? JoJo, you you, you know hair. Mm-hmm. You know hair care products. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know weaves, bundles, lace fronts, lace front wigs, and all that shit. If you... <laughs> Did not know how to do hair, but you have a hair salon. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of contradicting a lot of the thing? I'm just sitting here saying, like, listen, you're a realtor. I get that you have mistakes. But at the same time, this man did not make... He made it perfectly known on his pictures. Mm-hmm. You can go see. He got the plaque and all that shit up on pictures, up on the oh, pics. Oh, it's on Zillow oh, like that. He ain't playing. Mm-hmm. So for me as a realtor, I would think in my head like, yo, this may not be the place for you. She's a white realtor too. So mm-hmm. this may not be the place for you, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not bringing race into this, but I'm bringing work ethic into this. Mm-hmm. If you are a realtor and you're trying to create the best experience for a family, right? And they already have all this propaganda bullshit up on Zillow. Like, what did you think? That they was going to take it down? No. No. They were going to leave that up. I mean, 
You put it on the internet like that. They probably want you to see it the way it is. I mean, which to me is weird anyway. But clearly, you're not trying to sell your house, or you're, jo- just, you're that prideful. You Jojo, what care. kind of questions you got for this? Shit? I, I don't, sure. listen. Listen, you know, I think it just affirms that these police officers who are killing innocent black men are more than likely members of the KKK, Absolutely. and I think that. Um, there needs to be a higher responsibility to these officers. Like, there's no reason you should be... Yeah, you can be afraid, but if you're trained in this... Like, for example, if somebody comes to my salon with their hair, they just, they just took out braids. Mm-hmm. I know before I put them under shampoo bowl, I'm going to make sure I comb their hair out because it's going to get tangled if yes, I don't. Right. So if I'm in a situation as a police officer where I have to... I've been trained in this. I mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, you know, that to, when I shoot, I, I aim to kill. I need to make sure that before I do that, that everything... Is yes. what it is. Exactly. Before I shoot this exactly. Human being. Now, exactly. If I don't care about you, I'm just gonna shoot your ass and I think about it. Period. So I think there needs to be a high level of responsibility because this is your profession. Right. And if you do all this training and there needs to be more training, um, <laughs> and there needs to be a, a high accountability because if people are killing Thank human you. beings for no reason, Thank you. It's not okay. Like you killed somebody's father, somebody's brother, somebody's uh, cousin. Something. Like that person's not yes. hearing us anymore because you felt threatened. But this is what you're a cop. You're always going to feel threatened, no matter what, because you're you serve and protect. That's their job, though. They're not, <laughs> and that's the thing. We have to think. We got to think about that, right. right? Protect and serve. They're not here to be our friends, exactly. And that's why, and and and, and that's why there's so many parents out here training their kids on how to handle the police. Yeah. And like, okay, well, I seen a video where you know it was a black dad. He was teaching his son how to. Um, um, handle a police officer and mm-hmm. I think his tactic was amazing it was like okay if you get pulled over you stop your car you put your um, your license and registration near the dashboard and you mm-hmm. put your hands up yeah. and you sit back yeah. and you don't do nothing you be like my license and registration right there you can grab it I'm nope right, right? because that's the fear that we have mm-hmm. in our community as of late yeah. Right. It's not even as of late, but it's like it's it, it, it's we it, it feels like and I've, I've said this, it feels like we're going through another civil rights movement in a way. It's just a lot more modern. It's a lot more social. It's a lot more media based. Um, and there's a lot more entities involved now. Mm-hmm. We're not back in the, 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 the 1900s or even the 1950s and 60s um, where there was less. But even then, it looked like even more. Mm-hmm. Now we have more, and it's creating more negativity than probably we even need or want. So when it came to this situation, I was like, first of all, I feel like the police officer knew what he was doing mm-hmm. all up and through that house. Um, if you didn't want your house to be up on Zillow or up on the market at all, you shouldn't ever put it up there. Right. If you were targeting to your white KKK supremacist, mm-hmm. you know, friends and everything, then you should have not put it on Zillow. I know y'all have an app somewhere. Right. Okay. I know y'all have an app. It ain't called the white supremacist KKK <laughs> off a home sale app, but I know it's some type of app y'all got that can sell just to y'all. I know y'all have something like that. Right. Or you can do word of mouth. You know the people up in Muskegon. Stop playing with me. You could have put a sign on your lawn that said for sale by owner. Period. <laughs> and that's it. Contact <laughs> owner if you would like to. Exactly. You you did this for clout to yeah, me. Absolutely. And you you just made a man sit here and go into a house 
and literally just felt disrespected. And the realtor was, like I said, the realtor was just crying. And I'm not trying to get on the realtor at all. But at the same time, we have to know. We got to know how to do our jobs. And to JoJo's point, training has to be number one. First of all, there needs to be different, you know, realtor training on how, you know, you go up into these homes and and, and find these boys or something like that. Because you cannot just bring. Here's the thing. White people in this in these in these in these spaces where you take us black people on, whether that's a house or apartment, if you at this point to me, if you're not thinking about the 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 impact, the 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 social and political impact that this environment may have on me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about that, to me, it's just like mm, you 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 gotta you gotta evolve with the culture. And if you cannot evolve with the culture and if you want to stay stagnant, that's on you. But you cannot sit here and say, oh, I'm a realtor or I'm a homeowner or I'm this or that. I want to sell my home or I want to do this, this, and that. And you're not evolving. Because that, 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 that to me should not have happened. That shouldn't have happened him coming back to his hometown in Muskegon and trying to get a house. And he go up and he see Confederate flags, KKK masks. His daughter's right. I believe it was his daughter or son, but I believe it was his daughter. Mm-hmm. His daughter's right there. She's saying all of this, Daddy. What's wrong? What? No, it's time to go. Right. It's time to go. So yeah, that man definitely gets a do it for me. Like, bro, you, 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 you messy. Um. Ooh. Companies that are supporting Trump. Let's ease right into that. Let's 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 go right into that. Companies that are supporting Trump. So you know, we got all this. There's a lot of companies that are supporting Trump. I'm not going to name them all, but there are a lot of companies that are supporting Trump. One of them, though, is locally based. Which one? Ants. Oh, Ants House. Yes, yeah. Ants House. Pancake. The Pancake Place. Yeah. I don't want to shout out y'all, but you know, any publicity is good publicity, so y'all got a shout out for me anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, they're, they said, I think they supported him with like $18,000. Wow. Um, and various other companies such as Waffle House, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, uh, I believe Wendy's. And I, I I just got some Wendy's yesterday, so oh. I, I, I can't even cancel Wendy's like that. But like KFC is a part of the Yum brand. Yum brand has Taco Bell, yep. KFC. Yep. Um, it's like a whole bunch of companies underneath the Yum brand. So I wonder, is it Yum brand? That's yeah, I think it's Yum brand. I think okay. it's every everybody under those brands. So like every every everything that we eat, on a daily, basically fast food is supporting Trump at this point. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's not and it's not local. It's it's always higher up. Like we said, it's always at the top. Change got to start at the top, and there are there are powerful old white men at the top who want to support Trump, and because they have the money to do so, um, they're going to do so. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just wondering if you was gonna cancel anybody. You know what I'm saying? Was you canceling Anna's Anna's house? Oh, I'm not going there. Oh, period. 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 I used to go there. I, I heard. There. I heard a lot of people went there. I heard a lot of people had to cancel them. I think I'll be okay. It was kind of bland. Oh, they had season their eggs. I don't understand West Michigan. What you don't understand about Why West Michigan? Why can't season y'all eggs over here? First of, <laughs> first of all, let, let's get let's. If she want to go into that real Sorry. quick, <laughs> if we want to go into that real quick, we can go there. Because honestly, they don't season their food at all. They don't season, I'm like, if I'm eating out, nothing. it need to taste like nothing. Good. I don't eat every day. Um, would it be too much to say some of the black places don't do that shit either? Mm. 
Stop playing with me. Cause see, listen, but you can't be unbland. Right. You can't be bland. You are black. You know they killed people for salt. Okay, like let's talk about it. You got easy access to it. Use it, and it don't have to be salty. But no, you can make sure it enhances the flavor. So you can put sea salt. Listen, you can do a salt bay pinch of sea salt, listen. my guy. Like God damn. Because it's even the black people places sometimes be bland and shit. I'll be like, who is cooking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who's cooking? I go home to the city in Detroit. Oh, I'm good. I get to Coney Island, Coney Island shit. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, we go to Coney in the straight. Like I go to I go I go to Cuzzo's and I'm live. I go to Hudson Cafe and I'm yes. living. They I come say, oh they say we go baby <laughs> we go there and we live in we come up here and I'm telling you my auntie has said like you you're looking like you're eating some stuff up there I'm like auntie barely <laughs> fucking snacking. barely I'm right. snapping <laughs> <laughs> fucking barely auntie um how do you feel about Diddy and Lori Harvey oh mm. so when I seen it I was uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like Diddy Diddy I love <laughs> I, okay, so I never forget when Diddy was like, this was probably about, I don't know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. this nigga was like, I'm just trying to learn how to be a good boyfriend. I said, a good boyfriend? You heard what he said. You heard what he boyfriend? said. He, you, you need to learn how to be a man. Diddy said he's learning, he said in an interview, yep. he wanted to learn how to be a good boyfriend. Now, this was probably maybe about, mm, was it 10? about five, 10 years ago. Okay, okay. Okay, now this was when Diddy was like 30 something. 30. Late 30s. Late 30s. About 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still trying to be a good boyfriend, huh, Diddy? Diddy, you need to yes. stop it. Like, you got four, seven kids. Four, seven kids. <laughs> I'm going to need you. Now, I, I like Diddy. I, you know, I do the Harlem Shake oh, to yeah. him. Listen, you know, it's all of his kids. All respect beautiful. and love to Diddy and Jay Z. There is no disrespect, but y'all are not above criticism. No, you are not above. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I don't care how much money you got, because God can snatch it away like, exactly. like that. Same okay? Way. Okay. But I just think mm. it's kind of crazy, because his son dated Lori Harvey, right? Oh. So how you going to date your son's daughter? Now, Look. maybe they was just sitting together, strolling through the park or something, and oh, maybe he was... after dark? Okay. Stop, because okay. I'm not about to play with okay. you. Okay. No! And Lori, sit down somewhere, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. He got money, but all money. Ain't I didn't want to say it. Okay. I didn't want to say it. I wanted Jojo Cassie, to say it. How long was Cassie with Diddy? I wouldn't even waste my damn time. Years. Yeah, the lunch like you living. Wait, there. was it eleven or was that was that his? He his was going to have a good boyfriend to her. That's what he was. Stop it. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm and then when what my Uzi gun? Okay. What my Uzi gun? She shots fired. I'm the. And then when my girl passed away. Kim yeah. Porter, yeah. Keep part. Kim Porter. Rest in peace. Now he like I loved you. I've always loved you. Dude, it's too late. Like she was there. She, she had no she, kids. She had no kids. And that's the, I thought that was the woman he was gonna marry. Honestly, Look, honestly, yeah. I thought Kim Porter was gonna be the woman he married. But then you got with Cassie, so I'm like, okay, Cassie. And then you never had a baby with Cassie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You never really developed Cassie into a, a an artist for real, for real. Yeah. You know, she was your girlfriend for a long time, and mm-hmm. I believe, like, like I said, it was probably like nine, ten years. Um, and then she, she goes, lives her best life, got pregnant six months after y'all broke up. So to me, I'm like, who's the boyfriend, Diddy? Who's the problem? Who's the, 
Because now what I don't see, what what I don't like is that you're dating your son's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how it looked. It may y'all just been talking. They may have just been fucking. They may have just been talking and fucking. They mm-hmm. may not have even been anything. But at the same time, my brother, my brother, you are pushing 50. Yeah. If you're not 50 already. Right. How is it? How does it look? How? Mm, put yourself in Steve Harvey's shoes. Okay. How would you feel? Somebody at your age, damn near. Okay, maybe 10, 10 years you're, 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 you're younger mm-hmm. with your daughter who is 21 years of age mm-hmm. who can make her own decisions, right? She's she grown, right. right? But who is damn near half, 60% younger yes. than her. Yes. And you, you on a trip with me Mm-mm. and my family. Yeah. But it gets to a point, I remember when I was 21, and when older dudes try to talk to me, I knew mm-hmm. it was none but them trying to fuck. Like clearly, right. there's nothing we have in common. Nothing. It can't. Like, it can't. There's nothing we have in common. It can't be. And there's no need. I mean, I get it. Some women like older men. I, I don't really care. For, I mean, I. Don't, I mean, my, listen. My mom. <laughs> my my mama was like that. My dad. My mom had me at 24. My dad was like 36. So I get that. Right. Right. But that's eight years though. Right? That, that's a that's yeah. Eight years. That's about a. 24, 36? Oh, no, 12 years. So, 12 years. To me, that's not a big difference because my mom was always very mature. Mm -hmm. So, I get when women say, I need a mature man, but that's 12 years. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, 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 That's not too bad, in my view. We talking about 20, 26. No. He's 49, about 50. We talking 29 years. Right. But your mom was in her 30s, too. About twenty. Well, she well she was twenty four. He was thirty six. Oh, okay. Right. So, mm-hmm. I'm like I look at that and I'm like, well, that's twelve years. That's ten, twelve years. That's not bad, right? She she was about to be twenty five. He just turned thirty six. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's I can see that because women always say they want an older man, but they never say they want him like too old, not Diddy old, <laughs> or not Steve Harvey old, right? Because at that age, we know, we know. Mm-hmm. What you old niggas are looking for when it comes to women between the ages of 20 and 30. And you ain't looking for no damn ring. You looking for some hanky panky and the stanky. Stop playing with me. And don't get me wrong. He's a handsome man. You know, he's not a bad looking man for his age at all. So I get the curiosity of a young lady. But I mean, Lori Harvey, though, even the money. I mean, Lori Harvey is fine. Yeah. Okay. She's a beautiful young lady. She can get. Whoever she, I believe she, she was just with Trey. She had a little thing with Future, I believe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You was just with Justin Combs. You all, you jumped to this old nigga. Hot girl what summer. What is you? <laughs> <laughs> Hot girl summer 2019. <laughs> don't judge her. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, so hard. It's you know, it's so hard. But you know, we are gonna carry on. Lori Harvey, P. Diddy, I hope y'all, are, uh, listen, I just hope it lasts. Do y'all thing. Um, it just couldn't be me. It just could not. It just couldn't be me. I just I just couldn't be me. Uh, quick ups, uh, quick ASAP Rocky update. Um, ASAP Rocky, like I said last week, did not go to jail. Um, he, he was actually found guilty mm-hmm. of his charges. Uh, boo to them. Um, 
he was actually found guilty of the charges, uh, even with both videos servicing. Um, the judge did find him guilty, however, did not have him come to Swedish jail. Um, he, he just had to pay the restitution and fines and everything, which, you know, is a blow. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just glad to see him back home and yeah. in the States because how he was living in that jail, they giving you an apple a day oh, on a on a, hoga, on a yoga mat. Wow. Yeah. That's not good living. No. You know, and um, I just felt like the whole the whole thing was just a lot. It was just too much because I think uh, G Easy had the same situation and he was let go. Mm-hmm. Quick snap in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So um, I know I won't be going to Sweden. Um, so y'all can keep it over there. Okay. And then before we take our little break for a minute, um, Apple, can you hack some stuff? Are you good at hack? John's good at hacking. John does not hack. <laughs> John's good at hacking. No, he's not. Because Apple can pay him a million dollars if they hack it. If they hack, a, if he hack, if he hack an iPhone, uh-huh. th- they will try. pay him. Th- a million dollars. If he build computers, I know he can hack an iPhone. Listen, Le- we can try. If they go to jail or get no. No, because they said Apple said they will pay uh, uh, people up to a million dollars, if right. not a million dollars. To sit here and hack their iPhone. To hack it, hack it. Yeah, because they think their encryption, they they try to keep getting better with their security and everything. Mm -hmm. So they want to see if people can hack. And I know some great ass hackers out here that don't. That that, that be working. You feel me? But don't steal my shit. Period. (laughs) I just, low key, I just watched a documentary today called The The Great Hack Mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Y'all need to go watch that. Mm-hmm. on netflix like it talks about data usage and how the elections how britain and russia was literally using our data y'all like it's real out here i told y'all about the marketing campaigns that this man was using let me tell you at the end of the documentary before we go on break at the end of the documentary they said donald trump used 4.9 million people's information Data information. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. While or he used five point nine people, uh, five point nine sponsors wow. sponsorship on Facebook because you now know you can sponsor yourself on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So now he did that during his campaign. Five point nine million sponsorships, social media sponsorships to Hillary sixty six thousand. Wow. And y'all can't tell me this man was just tweeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to take a five-minute break. And this is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. With our special guest, Joe Joe White on the show. Hey. And we're going to be back really quick. And yeah. What's going on, everybody? We are back. We are back again with the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 94. With the second half of the show, we got JoJo on the podcast. What's going on, Joe? Hey, what's up, everybody? What's happening? Now, this is the second half of the show. And like I said, I am here to pick JoJo's brain, okay? Yes. And JoJo is very honest. She's transparent. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't have a... She has a filter. Right? <laughs> I don't have one, right? She doesn't really... She has one. Yeah. But see, I know she don't got one for real because I read between the lines. You understand what I'm saying? See, a lot of people can't read between the lines. But I'll be like, yeah, I know what you said right there. That was shady as hell. I caught that shit. But um, JoJo, 
you are a dynamic woman. Like when I say that you and John are like the Jay Z and Beyonce of Grand Rapids, I say that with a lot of confidence behind it mm-hmm. because you guys are very well respected in Grand Rapids. Um, and it's not just in the black community, mm-hmm. period. I think it's a Grand Rapids period. For one, um, he uh, he got 40, 40 yeah. under 40, yeah. right? Grand Rapids Business Journal does a 40 over 40 uh, um, every year. And they select 400 or they go through a pool of 400 nominations. Yep. And he got it, mm-hmm. right? To me, in my view, that's huge yeah. for not only you, him, but for the black community here mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids. Now, initially, what I always think is a hate train is coming. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because <laughs> Grand Rapids is so competitive mm-hmm. when it comes to these awards. Yeah. And people want to be awarded so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you two, especially you, have never just done things for the awards. Right. right? You do things to just live yeah. and be happy. And and what do you what, what is the difference between you and another person here who probably is on that same level as you? Not 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 in necessarily like the same path, mm-hmm. but what's the difference between you two um, to everybody else, or just you? Period. First off. Right, as as you have grown your business into a successful hairstylist business. And I think I've heard through the grapevine, let me um you you confirm this for me. Okay. Right. I heard through the grapevine that you've touched on some celebrity heads. Oh, I I got a, I've done like one or two, maybe two, like Olympus artist. I mean Olympic uh pre Olympic, you know, figure. I did her hair and then I did Lion Babe's hair oh. a little bit ago. Probably a couple years ago, so, she came to Grand Rapids. Mm, I'm just saying, like this yeah. is this is what I'm saying, like. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna tell you something. Owning a business is a very it's a selfless act. Yes. People think like when you own a business, you're gonna make all this money, you're gonna do all these things, mm-hmm. and I realized being my fifth year in, it's like it's literally a selfless act of love. Yeah. Um, and you give yourself a lot. Like people don't understand the sacrifice that you make. Yeah. Um. Cause I, you know, I own my business, I own my building. So right now, I'm still in the the growth stage. I'm still trying yeah. to develop my team. I have a great salon manager and stylist, Sherry King. She's amazing. Um, she's been with me for four years, and I've had people that have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had people like dog me out. I got it on camera. You know, like I've had people. Really? I've had people steal from me, and it's not even like my own people. You know, it's my own, and it's some people that don't look like me as well. So. I think it's one of those things like you learn in doing this because it's my business and because it is so personal because it's right. like your baby. You right. Can't help. Absolutely. You have to learn that um, what you do, you can't expect anything in return. Um, so when you say like you and John, you, do, you don't do things for rewards. No, I do it because we love what we do. Right. Um, like John Lint works at Steelcase and he wants to help bring more people of color to this company. In which he has been. Which he has. And I, I love it. Yeah. And I think that my husband works really hard for, towards that. You know, I I started doing hair because I wanted to give um, women, I wanted to make them feel beautiful. You yes. know, like it's more than just hair. Yeah. Um, 
when people sit in our chair, we make an impact. And it's funny because I was talking to Sherry. I was like, I don't really understand why I do this. <laughs> she was like, Josephine, literally, women come in here because they, they want to see you. They, they're excited yeah. to be in your and presence. And that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. people are, ex- I'm always excited. They be like, Jojo, Jojo. Because <laughs> Jojo, you come with this energy. Like, I'm going to be real as fuck right now. Okay. There's not a lot of people in Grand Rapids that I like nor respect. Mm-hmm. People know this on the podcast. I, I don't hide that, right? Mm-hmm. It's only a certain few people that I that I love and respect and come with genuinity, mm-hmm. right? Genuine love. Y'all are that. Yeah. You are that. You come with genuine love. And some people think genuine is just shady. <laughs> and it's like, no. When you see somebody coming with just genuine love and support for you, mm-hmm. it don't even matter what you're doing. Like, we could just see each other. What's going on? How you do? How's everything? Yeah. Like really, just trying to have great conversation. Mm-hmm. Really being friends, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And being genuine people. We don't have a lot of that in Grand Rapids, yeah. and that gave me a culture shock because I'm all the way in Allendale. First of all, I ain't no genuine shit in Allendale. Okay. <laughs> and then when you get to Grand Rapids, it's like, oh, it's some. Oh, oh no, y'all just put on the face, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Not only do I get it from the other side, the white side, mm-hmm. but I also got it from the black side. Mm. Okay. And it was like, well, damn. Are there any genuine people? And it was like, when I met y'all, okay, there's, and I always say this, Grand Rapids is a salt and pepper ass city. Mm-hmm. They ain't got no flavor. It's only hints of seasoning salt, onion powder, garlic powder, like y'all. I give credit to Muse and the Drunker Retort. Um, shout out to Marcel and uh, yeah. um, all of them over at, at the Drunker Retort. Like, it's it's places like that that are like hints of flavor mm-hmm. somewhere. Genuine flavor, right? That do it off of, off of love, not just off of trying to get a bag. And that's what I see here a lot of times. People just want to start shit just to get a bag. Mm-hmm. How have you kept your consistency going? Um, I would say the biggest thing is making sure that you get outside of your comfort zone. Like, I, we love to travel. Mm-hmm. So, I try to leave this space to kind of see what else is going on in the world and come back. Because um, if you're not careful, you become stagnant. Right. You know, even as a stylist, as an owner, um, like, I'm trying to find innovative ways to inspire and encourage my team. Mm-hmm. The hardest part I've had, though, living in Grand Rapids, I found, I think a lot of people are struggling with this, their own business, is finding um, good workers. Like, people mm, who, Yes, Lord. Um, and I'm not saying that, but people talk about millennials. Like, I'm technically a millennial, technically. Um, but I think the hard part that I found is, like, people want, some people want everything that you have, but don't want to waste their time and do the hard work. Um, I've been doing this for 11 years. Can you say that one more time? Listen. Can you say that one more time? Because, because, (laughs) and see, this is why I have you on the show. (laughs) Because this is a woman who literally embodies entrepreneurship in every sense of the word. And what she just said right there is so, so crucial and critical that I think y'all need to hear it again. And I'm I'm not throwing shade. I'm just trying to, like, I am. But I'm like, I, I don't understand how people open up salons a year after doing hair. I'm like, who? Like, I'm a, I'm amazed because 
I literally was like, I'm going to wait five years. I'm mm-hmm. going to give it five years mm-hmm. so I can build my clientele, build mm-hmm. my reputation, mm-hmm. build my prices. Because mm-hmm. you can't come off the back charging two fifty for you know certain things. Like, honey, Talk that about takes it. time and Talk character about and building a rep, a representation of yourself or, or just, I think, in general. Um and I'm amazed. I, I think it's I think it's awesome. Hey, if you can do it, but I think that there's so many ways that you can learn from other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm I mean, even as like you said, when I took the spring GR thing, people were like, Why are you taking that? I'm like, because I need to learn how to refocus back on my business. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you work in your business, you don't take time to work on your business. So that's Come where on. I'm at. I'm in this space where I want to work on my business. Yes. Which is why I need more stylists. Um, but I find it hard to find people because everybody want to do their own thing. Everybody want to do their own thing. And I'm like, and I just have a certain standard that I'm not going to compromise. Period. On, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely um, not. And I think that if we learn from one another, we could be even better. Like everything that I have, everything that I've learned, I've never kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things. And I think it's common sense for some people. And it's really not. I thought like, okay, you, you schedule your appointments with people. You get them in, you get them out. Some people don't understand that concept. Yeah, yeah. And, but then I heard people throwing shade at me, like, oh, just being going to charge her prices. And I said, I have to, because I have a building. I have a mortgage that I have to pay on my building. Yeah. You know, I have to, a certain amount of tax I have to pay every month. Mm-hmm. I have to use quality product. Mm-hmm. You know, we use Brazilian Blowout. We use JoJo Harris. We use mm-hmm. Kevin Murphy. We use Mazzani. You know, we use quality products. So you're getting a quality service. Right. We do steam treatments. We do, we take care of our clients here. Right. You know, we go to the, the latest class. I've taken, a Tokyo Styles class. I've taken a Mazzani haircutting class or all these different. We're constantly continuing education. I'm not going to compromise on my prices Period. because, you know, I'm put, I'm giving back to myself and to my stylist and my team. Like, we're not just doing hair on the whim. We're literally making ourselves better. Right. And that's a standard that I put for my salon and for my team. Um, and I'm not apologizing for that anymore. Man. So. I, first of all, going back to what you said about People opening up a shop after a year. Mm-hmm. Let me just give a shout out to one of my old um, uh, high school uh, high school associates and friends. Her name is Madison back in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she really, I think she did the same thing, like waited mm-hmm. about four or five years because she'd been working at Salon, 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 created her own products, mm-hmm. right, in Detroit. And literally just not opened up her own salon. Yeah. So I was and I and I and I shared it and I was like, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. You you've really been grinding out here. Like That's you've awesome. been you've been snatching bitches' hairs for for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And putting them in some wigs and some good lace fronts, okay? Yes. And um what I don't what I don't understand is we have we, we do have a lot of entities to where we can start our own, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we have the mindset, though, when we do start our own to or not even the mindset. I don't think a lot of us have the mindset to just learn from others, even if they're younger than us. Mm -hmm. Right. Or even if they're older than us. I don't think we're in that mentality to really learn. Um, And I think as a younger millennial. Right. Mm -hmm. I think in the generation that that I came up in. We have so much technology nowadays. We have so many things that, you know, social media can make it look like, oh, you popping. Mm-hmm. When really, like you said, you know, in the case of hair, a girl might be just doing a hair for six months, you know, be just posting all these styles. And honestly, 
she might just be getting wigs from somewhere and just mm-hmm. curl them on them and just and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? It, that was the sound effect of putting a wig, that that lace front wig. You just, you know, I'm telling you. Yeah. And let me t- let me say, I have said, Jojo, it, your 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 hair is necessary, okay? Because let me first say, let me first say before I throw some shade, let me first say I love all my queens out here, okay? I love all y'all, but it's some of y'all out here that man, y'all need to go to Jojo's house of blue on Forty Fourth Street, okay? Because some of y'all hair be on not fleek, mm-hmm. okay? It don't be on fleek. It don't be on right. It don't be on tight. It just be... And you know what? Y'all y- y'all be the same ones talking shit. And I just be like, y'all can't be talking shit when you got a whole mop, mop bucket on your head. You can't do that. You cannot. It's not. It's not. It's not that. But you know what? One of the things that you said, which I really, really, really took away, and what I'm trying to implement... Is really just giving back, yeah. right? Just giving back and wanting a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Lowe's, I kind of have one, mm-hmm. right? My friends around me are kind of my team. I'm making them my team. Yeah. You know, I kind of get a guy to get in their ass sometimes. You That's know what I'm right. saying? That's all right. Yeah. But um, they're my team. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can count on them whenever I can sit here and I can, you know, depend on them for whatever. So how how was it? constructing your team Mm -hmm. how was the hiring and firing Mm -hmm. because that that is a big thing right and how do you separate personal and professional because a lot of people get in their feelings when they you know when you when you criticize them about something when you give them constructive criticism and man is there a difference between just regular criticism and then constructive criticism and how do you give that yeah i think um as a business owner, you have to take your emotions out of a lot of things. Yes. Especially as a woman. Um, because we're naturally, we're nurturing people, right. naturally. Um, so I've learned that I have to separate the two and that I have to not respond uh, emotionally, but pull back. And if I feel like I can't respond non-emotionally, I won't respond. I'll maybe take a day and just come back to that person like, hey, let's talk about this situation that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell me what you think. I always ask open-ended questions because I want to see what they thought, you know, and see how they were seeing the situation unfold. Right. And then I go back in, I listen, and once they're done explaining it, I kind of say, okay, well, this is how I see it. Right. And then we'll have a clear communication of what happened. Right. And I'm like, you know, these are just some of my expectations. Like, right. I have a training program. I have a training manual. Um, we're working on our, you know, our our employee manual, all that. So we just have our certain standards. And if it doesn't match with the culture of JoJo's House mm-hmm. of Beauty, then it's not going to work. Right. You know, so, um, and I've also learned to let my salon manager do a lot of that to separate me from my gotcha. stylist. Gotcha. Because what happens is they'll feel attacked when I come directly to them. Right. So what I do is I talk to the salon manager first about this is what, what I've noticed. This is what's going on. Um, what do you think? Okay, and then how can we make it better? Make it better. Right. Um, so I think if you put those certain systems in place or those certain people in place, it helps you as a salon, as an owner, to kind of separate yourself mm-hmm. from it um, and take your emotions. And she helped, you know, that part, that filter, like, Sharon's yeah. my filter. She yeah. helps me to, like, okay, Joe, that, you can't say that. <laughs> we can do this. We can't. Shout okay. out to Sherry being her yes. filter. Because <laughs> Joe, don't be like, listen. <laughs> 
I say, listen, bitch. Right. Because <laughs> it's one of those things like you gotta get out your emotions. I, no, absolutely. But it's hard to it's sometimes. Because it's you like know your what I'm baby. This is a, that's your baby. And this is how I feel about this. This yeah, is my baby. baby. Don't disrespect my baby. Right. But everybody's not disrespecting your baby either. So it's Absolutely. like, when we take things more personally, because we're more tied to it, yes. you're putting in the work every day. You're yes. doing the blood, sweat, tears. You're sacrificing. You're up when everybody else is asleep. Right. So you do take things a little more personally. Um, you know, and I, I mean, you, and it's so crazy because you'll have people make comments about you or talk about you. But like, and it's like, you don't even know me. Know me at all. You're upset with me. From because, a can of paint. Right. Like, they'll get upset about the prices. And I'm like, these prices aren't just because I want to be rich, these prices are so that um, my stylists can have a lifestyle so that they can live as well. You know, like... We so can, they can live, so we can live, so, can live so this can still exactly, be here. Exactly. <laughs> like, we sell products, you know, like... And I tell people, <coughs> Excuse it's me. important to have multiple streams of income. You know, in my, in my salon, I want everybody to get everything they need at my salon. I don't want you going to Walgreens buying product. Or I know, that's right. To Ulta. You know, I know your hair. So come to Jojo House if you can get your product from Period. me. Period. Everything I use on you, we have available for purchase. And I invest in that so that... I'm, it's a convenience factor for mm-hmm. you. Um, um, you know, so it's, it is. It, the internet is crazy because I have people like take pictures of stuff and I'm like, why are you taking pictures of that shit? Like, you can buy it right here. Don't go online looking on Amazon. No, legit, for it. don't. You don't know? But, that's, but, but you know what? Mm-hmm. If it's, it, you know a lot of us, you know we do that though. It's everybody. You know we do that though. We, yeah. we go, we go, we go to the black businesses <laughs> and we look at the price. Mm-hmm. You look at all Amazon, see if they got it for cheaper, and mm-hmm. then going over there. How do we get out of that mentality? How do we get out of saying black business mm-hmm. is not free? Because we have to. I, I think. I think there's a perception mm-hmm. where black is free mm-hmm. or black is discount, five finger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes. As I've been growing in my entrepreneurship, one one of one thing that I've learned is definitely when I started, black ain't free. Right. And that's not it. For me, my broke ass, I want to <laughs> sit here and get to a place where I can invest mm-hmm. into a lot more black-owned brands mm-hmm. who are like black-owned like you, mm-hmm. right? Who are very much doing the work in, in that in that bitch 24-7, non-stop, grinding it out, mm-hmm. you know, not saying not getting no sleep, but really not getting no sleep. Yeah. And, I mean, rest, but... yeah, I mean, you definitely have to, please get some sleep. Yes, I had to learn that shit myself. Get some sleep. Mm-hmm. I almost overstressed myself a lot. Yeah. Okay, get some rest. You need it. But how do we, how do we kind of get out that mindset of black is not free or it's not a discount right i think there's a couple of things that you said that that um, hit that hit a nerve so the first thing is that um you're going to lose some clients and you have to be okay with that mm. because everybody's not your ideal client and i've definitely lost some listeners and you might lose some friends too mm. who used to be your client say that again you and, might and it don't feel good it doesn't because what people like even when i started when i became a salon owner i realized that i had to make my prices more because my time is more valuable mm. i'm not just a hairstylist i'm a business owner right so i'm not working you know i'm working i'm, I'm trying not to work five days a week because i want to work on my business right so my time is more valuable so my prices will be higher absolutely and because i've been doing this for so long yeah, absolutely um 
So that's why I have a team of stylists whose prices are less that right. you can go to right. if you don't like my prices. It's nothing personal. It's always business mm-hmm. when it comes to my business. But when it comes to my personal, I love you. No Absolutely. I'm still going to be the same joke. I'm still going to be crazy. Period. Um, and I think that now that a lot of my friends who are starting to go into like own their own business, they're seeing the reality of what I went through. And ain't, that, ain't that beautiful? It is beautiful. When they when they be cussing you out at first. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they cuss you out at first, and then they look like, oh, oh this is what you went through? Yeah. Yeah. Before you just was sitting here. This, what's the price? Why I can't come on the podcast? Why I can't sit here and get my right. hair done? What's the problem? You make that much money in an hour? Like, dude, like, you don't even realize all, how much is going overhead. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we made this much over an hour, but this is probably how much I'm taking home today. Right. Yeah. Like, I literally bring home half of what I'm making one week. Wow. For two weeks. So, it's one of those things, like, people see what you're doing and they mm-hmm. see the prices. They think, like, oh, she's making all this money, but a lot of my money is going back into my business right now so that I can pay my mortgage off on my building. Right. So that when I am doing hair down the line, I could be doing hair in my own shit. Exactly. And I'm not paying rent. Right. And my rent. Double what my mortgage was. You know what I'm saying? You almost so, done? I'm done. What'd you say? You almost done paying it? I got seven years left on my building. All right. I'm trying to pay all right. five. That's okay, come on. That's the go. So I've been in business for five years. So it was a 12-year loan. I had a um, five-year balloon. The balloon just happened this past summer. I was able to get exactly what I wanted. Okay. I got a fixed loan at seven years with a 5.5% interest rate. Um, and I'm had a boy paid off. No, that's, that's black goal. businesses for your ass right there. Okay. <laughs> but it don't feel good. You know, it don't feel good to of see. Of course. You know, and it's funny because one of my good friends, Sanja, <coughs> um, Sanja, happy birthday. She just turned 40. Hey, happy birthday. Happy she, birthday. You know, God sends you little nuggets along the way when you're on this journey. And she sent me a card like a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the seeds that you're planting right now, um, they're going to produce a harvest. Even though in due season, even though it takes a while for you to see it. So it's one of those things like I know and I I tell my husband every day, like, I just want to quit. I don't want to slide no more. He like, babe, like just keep going. He like, you got you got seven years to pay this building off. You'll be fine. Like we gonna stick with it. He's like my number one fan. He always supports me. He is. He's amazing. You know what? And I think and I think that's big too. Yes. Um John is always supporting you. That Mm -hmm. is that is one thing that I see with you guys that I don't see with a lot of other entrepreneurial couples or, um, you know, some or, you know, a husband running a business and a wife there because to the wife sometimes don't she be running her own Mm -hmm. and they're not supporting each other. And I'm like, okay, well, when I see y'all, this is totally different. It's it's support all around. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like. That man is that woman's biggest cheerleader. Like I just, and I think we don't have enough of that. That is, to me, that is a great representation. That is a great, that is a great representation, and and hence why I call y'all the Jay Z and Beyonce of, of of this city. Because as much as people don't want to admit it, I will. Y'all have a polarizing grip on Grand Rapids, a polarizing grip on Grand Rapids, and they not gonna tell you that. They just going to give you a 40 under 40 and be like, all right, we see you. We see y'all making moves, right? We see y'all being out here. I'm going to say it, though. These two, especially JoJo, are very polarizing here in Grand Rapids. And if you, to me, it's like if you want to see black people really winning, being real, being who they are, unapologetic. And here's the thing. JoJo is not afraid of failure, 
right? That's the thing for me. It don't feel good. And I've told my people this. Who I've told everybody who wants to go into media and podcast this. Mm-hmm. I said, I have failed mm-hmm. so many more times than I've won so mm-hmm. far. And I said, I've had to go through the Facebook Live things. I've had to go through the YouTube journey. I, I went mm-hmm. through everything that did not stick with me. And once I got into podcasting, this was my niche. That's awesome. And then I got back into blogging. And then I created this whole media network platform where I'm just like, okay, now we're creating something. Right. I said, to your point, you have to let the seeds grow. Mm-hmm. You have to be patient. And I said, there's a lot of young people like myself uh, y'all, a lot of young adults who don't understand patience, mm-hmm. right? We don't understand patience. We don't want to be patient. Yeah. We don't want to sit on our ass. We want to do it on our own. But sometimes I try to tell people, and y'all don't be listening to me, that if you go above the big OG upstairs, this man will let you go mm-hmm. and he will let you fall. Yeah. You do what you, if you're going to do what you want to do at the end of the day, if you gonna do it, you gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And he, first of all, he know you gonna do it because you. He know you didn't even consult with this man. You didn't even consult. All right, Lord, um, I'm I'm trying to go to Charlotte for this this podcast conference. Okay, Lord, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Okay, get my funds together. Mm-hmm. All right, let me get together because sometimes you can't go to that concert if you want to go here. That's sometimes true. you can't go um, to that conference if you want to go here. Right. So it's like. You have to prioritize, monetize, and literally, what was it, provision? Mm-hmm. Oof. God's provision. God's right. provision? It, yeah. To me, I listen, when I heard that, I was like, that is so true because I I prayed yesterday, Lord, <laughs> not yesterday. Well, I did pray yesterday. Mm-hmm. But last year, I prayed for travel and ads mm-hmm. for the podcast. I said, Lord, I don't know how we're going to make money off this podcast, but we're going to make some money. Yeah. And I said, I don't know how we're going to do it, but you're going to make it happen. Literally, like I said before, signed my first ad contract and that awesome. we will be doing six ads starting in September. Um, And doing my podcast in Toronto this year. Yeah. You know, like traveling everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. going to New York, going to Chicago, going to uh, Toronto, like being, having the ability to take this on the road with me mm-hmm. feels like I'm on the road touring sometimes. And it's like, it's dope. I, I love it. And so what's next for JoJo and, and JoJo's House of Beauty? Where do you want to see, where do you want to see this go? Because in my eyes, what, how I see it going and so many, so many dope black and brown brothers and sisters of ours have sat here and asked me to stay in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. You should stay in Grand Rapids because you have a pull on the culture. I said, I don't got no goddamn pull. <laughs> These people don't like me. they like, no, you got a pull on the culture. You just don't know it yet. And I'm like, yeah. I ain't got no damn pull. <laughs> and they just like, no, you should stay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Do you see yourself staying in the next after after your lease is up, hmm. right? After after you pay off, yeah, everything at JoJo's House of Beauty. After yeah. the mortgage is paid off, after you know these white people that made you all these types of offers to try to get that bitch, you know what I'm saying? Because every every year they're gonna try to make you off. Listen, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every and I and I know y'all making some good monies over there, okay? <laughs> and I know that when it comes, and I know Grand Rapids is growing. Mm-hmm. Grand Rapids is, is very much growing into a city that is trying to definitely become a, a mini Detroit. Yeah, I think we have maybe over two hundred thousand now. Uh, I think residents here now, and, it's, okay. and, it, and it continues to grow. Yeah, right. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, well. I don't see JoJo here. Hmm. Right? I see you building. I see you, you know, growing. Mm-hmm. But I don't see you staying. Mm-hmm. I don't see neither you or John staying. It's so crazy you said that because I get that so much. Um, like, even with the salon, when they walk in, they're like, it is so nice in here. It's so cute. <laughs> because here. you go to other salons. Jo- <laughs> JoJo, I know as a businesswoman, and I know this for a fact. As a businesswoman, I know you went to other salons just being just awesome. Hey, how y'all doing? And looked in their salons, and I know. <laughs> I know. Because you the type of person to do that type of research. You have to do field research. Yeah, you do. You do. And I know JoJo done went into a couple salons like, oh, this is nice. Ooh, this one is... Okay. You know, I'm always looking. I, I, even when I go out of town, I always look at other people's lives. I'm like, how? Okay, how you doing this? Like, where you getting the finances for that? Okay. Right. Okay. Like, I just seen a, a popular salon that's been around for a long time. They just got a whole new building on, on Caledonia. I'm like, wow. That's a, that's a brand, like, from the ground up built up. I'm Ooh. like, wow. You know? And they don't look like us, Goals. but I'm like, okay, what they doing? Goals, yeah. You know, so it's one of those things, like, as far as the future goes, I've always been open to whatever God has for me. Absolutely. Um, there's things that I want. Like, I want JoJo's hair essence to take off. I would love for that to... Because it's a great product. It's a great oil. Um, we have a renewing oil and we have a scalp refresher. People love it. Their hair is growing. So, I would love for that to kind of take off. Um, I'm going to just work on putting more work behind that and being more intentional about promoting it. Absolutely. Um, and then... I mean, I just want to... I want to build my team. I want a team of stylists who are about their business. Like... Who want to get their clients in and out? Who want to pause on that? Yeah, she says she want a team of stylists that are about her business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen to me, a team of stylists that are about her business. Yeah. When I say jo- and I'm not me and JoJo joke a lot, mm-hmm. but seriousness, we are so serious. I'm so serious when I say this. Yeah, don't come at JoJo with no bullshit. <laughs> you cannot bullshit a bullshitter. And I think that's the one thing I feel like. Facts. I don't know if people not necessarily not necessarily afraid or just I don't know if I intimidate people yes. because I just have a certain you have level. a certain level of standard and I'm that not you bougie. have. Like, no, I'm, I'm far from no, bougie. no. But I just want the best, no. even for my stylist. But like, I think sometimes mm-hmm. people think best is bougie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta. Some people think best is bougie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Like I want the best around here, so yeah. people. You don't want me on. You don't want. No, it's, I don't want you on the podcast. No, you fucked up. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. You're right. I don't. And I just want the best for them. I'm exactly. Gonna, you know, a, a team of stylists that love to love what they do, love to get their clients in and out. You know, we have a mission at JoJo's House of Beauty where we want to create a custom plan for your specific hair type. So we te- we style all textures up here. Um, we oh have God. a diverse clientele, and I need a team that's willing to learn and do that as well. Like. Um, you know, and we, we have fun, we travel, like, we're not just always like, oh, it's all about the money. Like, no, like we have a good time. We have yeah. fun together. Um, but you know, I just, 
I can't do it all by myself. That's true. Absolutely. I had to turn away like three people because we didn't have Saturday. We had like three or four people calling trying to get in that day. And I didn't have the stylist um, to fulfill that. So we, we get the clientele. It's just we need the y'all, help. Y'all need the help. We need the help. Listen, she... <laughs> before we get out of here, okay? Yes. She trying to get the bag for y'all. <laughs> and y'all not wanting to get the bag. She got the people coming <laughs> in. Yes. And y'all just don't want the bag. Do you... Listen. It's so many of y'all that want to start your own hair salons, y'all mm-hmm. want to be hairdressers, hairstylists, and 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 all of these good great things. Yeah. But it's people out here, like JoJo, black women, dope black women out here, dope black men out here, that's that that are out here for real. Yeah, I know I talk about some of them, most of them not <laughs> being dope for real, and you know they not they're not really out here to help help. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those people who I believe, a hundred percent. Wants to help you grow. And she's going to grow in the process. Just because. But she wants to help you get on. Just in in sense like. Okay let's say you do start your own business. It takes money to make money do it not. So you're going to have to learn from Jojo. If you want to to have your own salon. Okay why not work in somewhere. Where she's going to literally teach you. And not just teach you. But literally guide you. Tell you the ins and outs. Literally tell you the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. That's a that's the thing. A lot of teachers don't teach, mm-hmm. and I think Joe. I think JoJo is a is, is an amazing teacher, and she giving y'all all this advice, man. Mm-hmm. She dropping a lot of jewels on y'all <laughs> right now, like not just for for women, but just for everybody. And she dropping jewels, and it's so crazy. Like I listen. I was expecting this to go somewhere else. I I just. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. That was, man. If y'all want to go to JoJo's House of Beauty, which I know a lot of y'all need to do Mm. for work (laughs) and to get your hair done, maybe both. Okay? Just go up in there and get your your wig secured. Yeah. You know, JoJo, before we go for real, Mm -hmm. tell these grandmas (laughs) to get their wig secured. Grandma, we got you. Come see us. Tell, listen, I can't, we can't keep having a, please, thank you. We can, we can get you a closure wig, you know. Get them some good wigs (laughs) on their head. You ain't got to look like grandma. Ooh, baby. Look at Angela Bassett. Okay. 61, baby. And her lace frontals closed. I'm trying to go on a date with her. You feel me? You can't have Angela. I can't marry. (laughs) She's taken. So. She's amazing. She is amazing. Oh, man. You're amazing. This is dope. Oh, thank you. I try. You know, I I try. And like I said, you coming on the show to me is is big. I think it's very big. Um, I think to to me, you coming on the show shows me just the the, the pull of just friendship and genuine love. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I... That's, that's that's just amazing. So I thank JoJo for coming on the show. Like I said, if you want to go and get your hair flipped, dipped, and whipped, um, go to JoJo's House of Beauty. She's on 44th Street and... Between Kalamazoo and Stauffer. Between Kalamazoo and Stauffer, okay? Yep. That isn't... What is that? Uh, Grand Wood? Rapids. Grand Rapids? Yeah, okay. Rapids. Okay. She's in Grand Rapids. I was about to say Kenwood, Wyoming, but I ain't it. Uh, so Grand Rapids, 44th Street. Make sure y'all go out there and get your flip with what's the times and dates and, and when you uh, open. We're open Monday through Saturday, so just come Oh, she it. open Monday through Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. You don't, have, you don't have no <laughs> reason not to go get your hair done because it's a lot of salons that don't be open on Saturdays. 
So you, or Mondays, or Mondays. Yeah. they take they take Saturday and Monday. Either they take Saturday off or Monday off. They take mm-hmm. one of them days. She's mm-hmm. open six days a week, trying to getting not even trying getting the bag. <laughs> so that means any stylist in Grand Rapids that wants to style here, that wants to work for JoJo, you need to look her up, look yeah. up her Instagram, all that good stuff, and literally study this or if you're looking for a different experience you know yes. you try different salons and you're just ready for something new yes come see us and like, you want good genuine love i say yeah. go to jojo's um house of beauty for real for real so jojo thank you for coming on the show thank you and i appreciate all my listeners for listening uh make sure you follow us on all platforms we are on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher radio TuneIn radio uh cast box Overcast, um, and you can actually listen to us on my website at www.tyronzahicks.com forward slash the opinionated brother podcast or just the opinionated brother. You can go on my website, click the tab, and you can listen from our website there. If you would like to donate to the THC network, you can also go on my website and hit the donate tab. We um, take Cash App and PayPal. So whatever you want to donate a dollar, two dollars, four dollars, five dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Hey, we'll take it all and we, we I just I just said this is a blessing. Thank you so much. You know, so I appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you again, Jojo, for coming on. And we will be back for the after dark after hours. And trust me, y'all know I got some shit to talk about on the after dark after hours, y'all. It's been a crazy ass weekend. But you know what? We'll be we'll be back with that. I love y'all. Y'all be good. Y'all have a great week. And I haven't said this in a minute. Make sure um that when you're when you're when you're on your bicycle. Right, that you have to keep, you have to keep pedaling. Right, you gotta, you gotta keep pushing. Right, you can't move, you never can move backwards on a bicycle. So in order to keep it balanced, you gotta keep moving forward. All right, so make sure you keep moving forward, people. That's that's from crawling to walking, from walking to running, from running to running, from sprinting to running. Yeah. All right, I love y'all. Y'all be good. Peace out.